Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network. Episode 35. You sure? That voice you hear is my co-host, Jay. Jay, say hello. Hello. And I am Mike, your host, as always, the other co-host of the Lost Joystick Network. We are joined in studio, but off camera, by our lovely friend, Sarah. Sarah, say hello. Excellent. Thank you, Sarah. She's so, a, she's a nice They're not going to believe there's a girl here. <laughs> now they can hear you. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Anyway. So, Jay. Michael. It's been two weeks since we sat in these seats. Yes. We've ate lots of meats. We had trick Have or we? treats. It was all sweet. Do we eat a lot of meat? Sometimes I get on the internet and tweet. You just have that double meat pizza at your house. And here's my feet. Can you turn down the heat? <laughs> you know what I farm? Beets. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, how was you your... You could fertilize it with peat. <laughs> Indeed, you could. <laughs> this is better than the episode's going to be anyways. This is the high point. This is it. This is the peak, ladies and gentlemen. If you can get through the collecting update, <laughs> bail. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jay... How have your weeks been? My weeks have been good. Excellent. Yeah. Quality update, as always. I don't ever have anything amazing did, to say. It's not like I... Did you play anything? ...was splitting atoms. Did you play anything? No. No? No, I, I, I'm really mad at myself right now because I have not played The Last of Us since last Ooh, time we spoke. Ooh, you got to do that. Oh, uh, I'm slacking. You got to do that. I told you it's just going to take me like six months to beat. You definitely need to keep playing The Last of Us. I do. I haven't done... I, I just haven't. Have you done anything fun? I do all kinds of fun stuff. It's just not super exciting. It's lame fun stuff. Why don't we Nothing use... like crazy. You... Uh, I did do some fun stuff, but I know some of it's going to tie in some things you're going to talk about. Why don't we segue that thing you want to talk about because it involves both of us? I can do that. I, I, this, I can't think of a better time or place. I like how you I like how you give me the pity the pity stuff to do. <laughs> hey, did you do anything? Nope. Tagged along with you. You want to talk about it since you have nothing? Sure. I slammed up the basketball. Daddy lifted me up and I put it right through the hoop, he says. <laughs> That's kind of how we go. Yeah. I so had a no, home last, run right uh, off the tee. Dad put the ball right there. We went down to Bowling Green, Ohio. Indeed we did. And uh, I got the opportunity to meet your friend John. Yep, John Miniar of uh, Rock'em Sock'em. Yep, it's a uh, retro game or a retro game. It's a game store down in Bowling Green. Really cool store. Yep, he's got a pretty good setup. He's got that. Uh, he's got a small arcade in there, which I was surprised. You never saw anything about that. I wanted to surprise you. It was a surprise. Uh, he's probably got almost twenty machines in there. I'd bet. Yeah, Something it was pretty like cool. That. It's a cool little place. So he's little got a nice little in the shop. corner. Yeah, uh, nice little area of the town. So John was nice enough to take us out to dinner. So we went down there. I'll let you fill in why we went down there. We didn't go down just to visit. We had yeah. an agenda. We we did. So we went down because I had spoken with John when he he was the person I did the show at CCAG in Cleveland with. Yeah. And at that time, John had also mentioned there's a show in November in Columbus and that they were going to have a video game museum like for the show. It's called Torg, right? right. Columbus? Yeah. In Columbus. <laughs> Torg is Torg is this weekend coming up. Yes. It's November 5th. It's at the uh, Ohio Expo Center in Columbus. 
And they're having what they call the Torg Gaming Power Exhibit, and it's actually a museum of consoles and handhelds. And John said, you have a bunch of stuff that we, you know, he had like, this long list of consoles they were trying to bring in. Yeah. And he said, if there's anything on this list that you could lend us for the mar- arcade, you know, we'll put your name on it or it's from you or whatever, and we're going to put it out there on display. Enough for everybody to touch just to see. It was like four pages of, game, of consoles. Oh, it was, was everything. It was a ton of stuff. It started with the Atari Pong and it ended at the most latest version of the Switch. <laughs> you know, like that type of stuff. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I brought a ton of stuff. And I mean, I think I actually still have the document up right here. Yeah. So how convenient it actually, I totally forgot. I had this. I borrowed some stuff from Kyle as well. So I got like a Coleco Telstar Kyle at retro Kyle replay. at retro replay. So, okay. yep. Sorry. Got to plug, got to plug our boy Coleco vision complete in box with the expansion module and the steering wheel a Vectrex. I brought a Vectrex. Uh, you brought a Vectrex. Yeah, it doesn't work, but no. <laughs> I brought it. It'll, it'll work when I get it back. Don't okay. worry. It's, okay. It needs work. Okay. Things like the Panasonic Q, the Turbo Express, my Neo Geo, things like that that aren't super easy to find and that people wouldn't normally see, right? So I took a Neo Geo. You didn't need a U-Force? No. he. (laughs) As a matter of fact, he sold me the U-Force, so (laughs) probably didn't want the U-Force. Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, it's it's fine. It's good. Good, though. But, yeah, so essentially, and then I go, look, I'm, I'm trying to get the details for the actual exhibit. So I'm like, okay, where's it at? I want to put some of the details in the show. And I look and I'm like, oh, I see. John Hancock's going to be the guy talking about the museum. Steve Weiss will be there too. Author seems like a good guy. Also John Hancock. Mm. So anyway, you can meet John Hancock and see it my see my Panasonic GameCube Q with the official Panasonic controller. Oh, yeah, you got that. I did, and I sent it with it. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, it's in the box in Columbus probably right now. Oh, well, the, funniest part, the funniest part of all that is... John, John, I told him, I said, yeah, I had to get down here early because I'm going to be like in Mexico in a, in a couple of weeks. He's like, yeah. what? <laughs> You're not going? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought I told you that. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, but I did put everything in totes. I did put everything in totes. <laughs> I labeled them. It was all very neatly packed. John's got it. I trust him. I trust him with my life. So, but anyway, so if you're in the Columbus area on November 5th, go check it out. And some of the stuff the museum is mine. He talked also about putting together a show in that area, which is, you know, the Bowling Green, Toledo-y type area. John wants to put a show together? Yeah, remember we talked about this. And oh, he wanted yeah, me to bring my right. set. He was like, yeah. bring your Nintendo set, and we'd figure out a way to display it, and we could yeah, show yeah. it and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, But anyway, okay, John's so. John's a good guy. Yep. I, he really I, is. That's the first time I've met him. He's a great guy. He's a good dude. John's awesome. He so. was nice enough. You know, he met me for the first time, and. We ended up going out to dinner afterwards, and he actually bought dinner, which was awesome. And yeah, I tried to. He wouldn't let me. Yeah, Elza Elza Bape was Elza Rupe. I forget what it was called. LZ something right there on the main drag. You say that all I can think about is the Reno nine one one, the shoe place, <laughs> El Zapateria. El Zapateria. Three easy payments. All I can think about is that chorizo queso. That chori queso was good. So were the tacos. I yeah, so were the tacos. So besides that, I've talked to our friend Kaylin, who was in chat earlier, and I that need to call bastard. back that, that lovely bitch, Kaylin. I need to call him back. I've been exceedingly busy with my life recently, but I need to give him a call because I think what's going to happen is he and I are going to work the Midwest Gaming Classic together, oh. which is good because I'm really starting to compile some stuff. You know who's going to be uh, Midwest Gaming Classic? Big secret. Who? This guy. You? Oh, I'm going. What? I'm going. You better have heard that, John Young. You're going too, goddammit. Yeah. Well, we know Robbie will be there for an hour and then dip. So that's his MO. Robbie will be there, brush his mustache, kick someone's ass on Street Fighter and leave. <laughs> that's right. Get his $20 and leave. <laughs> Give me my Lords of Thunder. Get out of my way. Eat my E-Honda. We're out. 
just just a flame of glory. But yeah, so he and I have talked about doing that. I think we're going to do it. I'm trying to figure out the plan, how that's all going to work logistically, because Harrison and Connor are still going to want to go. But I'm now I'm going to have to be there early and set up and not, you know, honestly, the great part about the Midwest Gaming Classic was because we stayed in the same hotel and there's that skywalk. Yeah. I could literally be in my room and Connor be like, I want to go back. I'd be like, go. I didn't have to. We never have to leave. the. Th- He's not going to leave. Harrison's not going to leave. I don't even really have to. Like, I don't want to say I don't have to watch him. But, you know, Connor has special needs and you, you, you might not. He's not always. You don't want to put him in precarious situations. And it was very like, it's fine. Just go. And he, he knew how to get there back. All that stuff. It was great. Oh, so, he'll, he'll have me. And he'll have you. And you'll be you'll be doing some vending too, buddy. I think you and I and Kalen are gonna like triple team it where like two of us will be behind it and one of us can run around and do whatever the fuck we want, and then one will come back and we'll just be able to go shop and and vend and make some let's make get some, some LJN shit for the show. I'm already on it. So I know uh, aren't Tyler and the boys gonna be there with some collector's quest stuff? Speaking of which, god damn it, Tyler, if you're still in, I want a fucking t shirt. Well, yeah. Johnny has I'll Johnny pay. has made it fairly clear he wants to go. Uh, I think he probably will. Tyler, we would obviously love to see. Not I sure think either way, at though. some point we need to talk to Tyler and see if he can put us in contact with Chance. Yeah. And see if we can get Chance on the show, you know, to talk about Let's investments, playing the market, that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, really like drill down into the issues, understand what the current tenor of the, you know, collectibles market is, especially the high end graded. Anyway. But here he's good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Top notch. I just ask him. So working on the Midwest Gaming Classic stuff. I went and recapped the chassis for my uh, Mortal Kombat 2 monitor a couple weeks ago. On uh, you, know, Amy, and that was the same day. That was that morning. Oh yeah. Amy and the girls were off at a dance thing all day. So I got up when they left. They left early in the morning. Went downstairs and I'm like, you know, the monitor needs work. There's a cap on the neck board that needs to get fixed because there's these horizontal bars in it or vertical bars. So I went in there, pulled the chassis out, which is a pain in the ass. You're you know, kind of a blind spot on one side of it too. On the left side of the yeah, monitor, it was starting it was to. It was just it just needed new caps. Yeah. So I get in there. I got all, most of the caps here already. So I was like, let me just do this. So I go and do it. And when I do that kind of stuff, I like mark the board. So yeah. I'm like, okay, if I pull a cap out, and the board isn't going to tell me which way it should be oriented, I can look at the cap and know how it was oriented to determine which side is positive and which is negative. If it's not a if it's a polarized cap. Yeah, you always take a sharpie and you put a notch on the top of it when you're doing it. Yep. And yeah. I did it for all of them but one. And that one, the board told me which way it was supposed to go and I put it in there. It was the board it was the cap on the neck board. So I put it in. Yeah. I have the back I'm sitting behind it. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I've been working on this for an hour and a half already since like six thirty. I'm I'm sitting behind my Mortal Kombat cabinet. It's open. I can see the monitor, see the board. I want to see if something goes wrong. I can see it right. Turn it on. I'm staring at the whole time. Poof! Fucking gigantic plume of smoke. I'm like, oh no, what have I done? I can't figure out what the problem is. I look at the board. Everything looks fine. The fuses aren't blown. I'm like, okay, so it got all the way to the monitor. I look at the neck board, pull it off. That cap it was in backwards, and it blew the fuck out of the cap, which is all it was. I had to just pull the neck board out, but that meant I had to take the whole goddamn thing back out. Woke up a little bit too, didn't it? Oh, it sure did. It sure did. Eight o'clock in the morning, I was like, "Okay, shit." So I went, redid it, and now it's great. Put put the cap back in. Yeah, it does. It turned out good. It looks great. Looks looks really nice. So that was good. And then, other than that, my job has been busy, like I said, and I've been getting ready for my trip. So I'll be out of town on Sunday till Wednesday. We're going to Mexico, so I'm excited about that. Should be fun. If anybody wants to prank call me, I'll be at the Four Seasons Los Cabo in La Ribera. Cabo, Mexico, and the Baja California Sur Peninsula. I'm gonna 
Is Mike Pitts there? Do you have Mortal Kombat for Sega Genesis? I hope. I hope to God. <laughs> that, yeah. Dude, you're going to be there for a week. Take the phone off the fucking hook if you got shit going on yeah. you don't want to be in yeah. front. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Do we have anything else before we move into the collecting update? Um, I don't think so. I think that was it, wasn't it? It is time for the collecting update. What a great name for a segment. That's a great name. Jay, why don't you talk to me a little bit about what you bought this week? I bought. I didn't buy it. You bought it. Canadian iced tea. Yeah. It's delicious. It is. It is great. It's actually really good. All all of my favorite drinks come from Canada anymore. Like, I just want to drive 90 minutes to go to Sarnia to go to their, like, LC. Maybe I'll see Leahy there. Maybe we should start doing just monthly trips. So I'm in. Just to go get delicious Fuck. peach teas. And and the and the and the hires alcoholic root beer and those remember those peach hard fuzzes I had too? Oh yeah. The the Mike's lemonade. They're not Mike's hard lemonade. They're Mike's like the hard drinks, but they're not lemonade. They're just peach and they're so good. Anyway, so what'd so, you what'd you buy? You just you bought the tea? Bought the tea. That's about it. I told you I'm not getting anything. I gotta mm-hmm. finish I've gotta finish Last of Us. And I'm already terrible at being committed to it. And if I buy another fucking game, I won't play it. So I got to wait. There hasn't really been any records I wanted to get lately. What'd you get? I went and bought a copy of NHL 94 for the Genesis because I realized as I pulled mine off the shelf at one point, I don't have a copy that's complete. And I mean complete, complete. I don't mean like it's got the manual. I mean like it has the four player insert. It has everything. It has the POG. Yeah, it did. That's pretty cool. It has the EA Sports POG. And you know what? One of these days, trying to find one of those with a pog in it. You're going to have to ask me or Tyler. That's what you're going to have to do. Because he's got one, too. Does he? He's got the whole set, buddy. Does he? He sure does. Uh. Anyway, um, I bought that. Our buddy Clearvis, Mike uh, Kiramonte, he is in the chat. He and I are working on a deal right now where he's going to send me the Arkanoid Voss controller. He found one at a shop by him, and oh, he messaged shit. me and said, hey, don't you need this? And I was like... As a matter of fact, I do. And did he respond with, ironically, I've been asking you for Famicom games for months. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but I have the one set aside for him. It's still there. I know. It's sitting right there with his name on it. And then, so we're working on that. And he's also going to give me a copy of, not give me, but part of the deal is, uh, Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. There is a variant of that game that has the seal of quality that is reversed. Oh, really? So, yeah, just a weird, oddball variant of a very common game. Uh, let's see what else. I went to Retro Replayed. Kyle messaged me a few days ago and said, hey, I got this uh, Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller for the PlayStation 2. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Which is funny because you were talking about that a while back when you and John were at uh, John from uh, CCAG. Yep. Yeah, when you guys were at CCAG. Yep. Guy walked up to his table and John thought he had bought it. So he's like, oh, did you buy that at the show? He goes, no, I was trying to sell it. You give me a hundred bucks for it. And John's like, yeah. Like, what do you, yes, so he bought it, and I'm yeah. like, I wish you'd walk 10 more feet down to me, bud. I would have bought it. Well, now so, you have one. Yeah, well, I got to buy it from Kyle, too, so that's cool. And you remember what I said about it. 
<laughs> you can get rid yes. of all your PlayStation controllers and yes. literally just use that one. <laughs> You're going to be playing Madden. <laughs> like playing Madden, Madden with a 2004 up there with the chainsaw control. Every time you score a touchdown, <laughs> that'll be your like <laughs> touchdown celebration. So. Right. Yep, yep. And uh, let's see what else. I won a few things on Heritage Auctions. They are showing up tomorrow, unfortunately. I'm sad about that, but I will, I'll talk about them. Screw it. So I finally did it, man. I went, I went, I won three auctions on heritage auctions and I paid $300 for one and I paid $65 for the other two. And I, I'll, I'll start from the bottom up. I got a copy of shining in the darkness for Sega Genesis. It's a 7.5 CIB. It was $65 (laughs) because who do you know that's out there in front of the CIB graded Genesis game market? Me. Yeah, that's right. Look over here. You know who it is. It's me. I'm the guy. The next one is Zelda Twilight Princess for the Nintendo Wii. Sealed. That's a good one. Sealed. 9.4 A A plus something. I don't know. 65 bucks. 65 bucks. That's worth 65 bucks before it's even graded. Yeah, that's right. Tape Flipper says, you're the only person I like hearing about buying this kind of bullshit. <laughs> it's because we because it's stupid and it has to be stupid. Let's make it dumb. It, look at Tailspin. I, I think we have to have a vote that Tailspin becomes a permanent fixture of the set. It needs to sit over there or something. It cannot ever be I'm, off camera. I'm done. Make it it needs happen. to come in. <laughs> anyway. And then the last thing I bought was actually a legitimate purchase. It was $300. Okay. But it was necessary. So the last thing I bought was a 7.0. I think it was B plus or A. I don't know. It's some janky grade. Motherfucking shatter hand. So that one drove me nuts. Jalico. I, I want to talk about that one a little but bit. But let's talk about why first. Why would I want Shatterhand so badly? Well, go ahead and explain because why. Because I am Shatterhand. That's actually your yeah, it's avatar my for avatar. Uh, yeah. Instagram. It is, but I love... But that's what... So giving some of our private lives here, not really private lives, but our backstory, or our background stuff. So me, you... You and I, John and Robbie, have a group chat in Instagram where we talk everything about the show, all that stuff. What? What? Don't act like you know what I'm talking about. There's a group chat? Can I think a minute? Yes. I better check my phone. I'll be okay. right back. Yeah, you should check that out. Go ahead. But no, you... I'm aware. You posted a screenshot of it on the auction. And you're, and I don't know if you were being serious or not, but I, I was like screaming at my phone because you're like, I don't know, I might, I'm thinking about this one. I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? All the dumb shit, fucking graded games you buy, the one that you would, I would expect you to buy. You're like, I don't know, I'm thinking so about it. Here's here's why. Here's why. This is what happens with heritage auctions. I'm trying to game the system always, right? So I go out there every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. They have a weekly auction, and it's all like. The bullshit that I buy. Sometimes there's good stuff on there. I've seen games sell for tens of thousands of dollars on this weekly auction, okay? But most times, they don't. Most times, it's Shining in the Darkness, CIB for Genesis 7.5 or whatever, okay? So I go there, and I'll, I'll just I'll go watch a few things, and I'll get a text to remind me that they're going to come up. And I'll just sit there and watch the auction. So there's a proxy bid part. That's the first part where you can go yeah. and, like, you know, if you're not going to be able to bid, you go and put this proxy bid in and hope it holds up. And then there's the live bidding part. Very rarely does the proxy bid hold up. Usually what happens is somebody comes and bids it up to, like, you can determine, because it'll say, like, let's say the item's sitting there at $12, and you bid on it, and it'll move it up to, like, 15 
it'll show your bid at 15, but if that guy's proxy bid is higher, it'll say Heritage Live, or not Live, but Heritage, whatever, Internet is what it will say, Internet bid, and then it'll move it up to whatever, you know, 20, whatever yeah. the next increment is. So you watch people, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm divulging all the strategic uh, investment st- strategies for WADA here and, and Heritage Auctions. So I'll go on there, I'll just watch it. So, so when I first started to watch the Shatterhand, which the last time this game sold was like at an 8.5, and it was for like $500, and it was a year ago. So market has tanked, everything's going down. It's a worse grade. I'm thinking I can get a decent deal. Like if my, my threshold was 300 bucks. I said if it's $300 or less, I'll go for it. And there's fees, but whatever. I, who cares? So <laughs> when I leave at like 5 o'clock that day from here downtown, it's at $12. No one has even bid on this thing yet, which is common. Again, really, the real bidding happens when it goes live. Once it goes live, you can actually actively bid against other people. So I get home. It's at $224 or something like that. I'm like, what happened? Two hours later, and all of a sudden, people have bid this thing up. So I'm like, all right. We'll see. We'll see. So I go upstairs, and it's like 9.30, 9.45. I'm laying in bed with my phone watching it. Or no, I was on the iPad. It comes up. It was at 260 and I'm like, what the fuck, man? It's at 260? So I'm like, all right, let me see if I can get this for 300 bucks. I'm probably not gonna, somebody's gonna, there's, been a, there's always this time where in those auctions, you'll bid and then it gives you this five second, they call it fair warning. So if they start counting down, because it's, if, if you bid, you get another five seconds after the bid for somebody else to counter bid you, right? So it'll, you'll bid and it'll start counting down and it'll go, fair warning. And then you get, you see it click down four, three, two, one, and then it ends, right? Or if someone bids. And so many times I watch it and it goes four, three, two, one. And then some dickhead will bid mm-hmm. every time. I'm like, why are you waiting? Are you really that like, oh, I don't know if I can spend the extra $12 here. You know, well, like that kind of thing. refresh it too for everybody. So if they hit oh, the yeah. last second, it gives you that time. Yep. Again. Yes, exactly. Okay. So if that person bids, now I get another five seconds or anybody that wants to bid at that point. So it's at 260. I'm like, all right, fine. It's just sitting there. It's an internet bid. I bid on it. And this is the, also one of the dumb tricks that people figure out. You people, this is very easy to tell, but I bid on it. It boot, puts my bid at 280. Well, the next it goes, I get my bid jumped by the internet bid, 288. Well, that's not a full bid. So that means that that's that guy's last bid. His last bid was, his bid was 288. So I was like, all right, 300. And then just sat there and I was like, really? And then it counted down and it ended. And I was like, I did it. I did it. You became Shatterhand. I've always really been Shatterhand. Anyway, so that's the exciting story about my Shatterhand acquisition, which I was hoping would be here today, but unfortunately will be here tomorrow, which means in two weeks, it'll be here. And it will most definitely be a permanent fixture of the set. (laughs) And with that, what else did you buy? I told you, it's a long-ass list. A couple more things. Buckle up, please. More stories. This is Yeah, I'm sorry this is so long, but I'm going to say a couple more things. So Michigan played Michigan State in football this past weekend. I'm a big yes. Michigan fan, right? No. So anytime a game like that happens in my house, once or twice a year, I like to have a few drinks and watch a football game. And that's legitimately like Michigan State, Ohio State, those are about the two games a year where I sit down and I'm like, I'm just going to get fucking drunk. I don't really get okay. really that drunk. I was going to ask, you said a few drinks. I drank a pint of Jack Daniels <laughs> in, a, in about... 45 minutes, I feel like. It was just sitting there as I watched the game, and I was like, had a Coke, and I would like drink the Jack Daniels, then I would wash it down with a Coke, right? That was like my, my whole thing. So I'm pretty tanked. And there's been a history of 
me getting drunk and then me going, Amy, take me to Target. I'm going to go buy an Xbox or something. Which you have. That's happened. You bought an Xbox. So Michigan obliterates Michigan State, Mm -hmm. right? Harrison knows, Harrison's Amy's 19-year-old son, right? Harrison knows that when these kind of moments arise, that I might be open to suggestion as it goes to purchase. He's like, you should go get one of those new OLED switches. He goes, you wanted to get one, let's just go get it. And I'm like, okay, you drive. (laughs) He drove me to Meyer. And at 11.45, the place closes at midnight. 11.45, I'm back at the electronics area. Can you open the can? I want to get the white switch. <laughs> the white one. I kept tapping the glass. I got a question for that, Peter Griffin. The white one. <laughs> um, Give me I, the white one, Lois. I, I have one question for that. Yeah. Do you know the day of the Michigan-Ohio State game? I do. It's November 26th. I'm going to be over that day. So I'll, I'll, okay. I'll drive. Cool. Because I plan on celebrating and being drunk that day, too. I'm, hope- I'm, not- I'm hoping to get myself an OLED switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a strategy, Mike. You don't understand. Yes, sir. But yeah, quite literally, I do that maybe once or twice a year. Honestly, I, I don't really ever get super drunk. Although, we're going to have two open bars in three days when I'm in Mexico. So, who knows? Maybe maybe there. But I don't drink a ton. And you know this about me. I really don't. But I was just like, okay, I got to watch this and be drunk. I've done it at Spartan Stadium. I've been in the annals of Spartan Stadium drinking Jack Daniels with a complete stranger getting hammered. Probably better that way than at home because at home you end up with new video game systems. Yeah, I will say that surprisingly I've never been beat up (laughs) at one of these games because like when I'm that drunk, I'm like, you fucking suck. And I'm just like, not like me at all. Well, you didn't didn't get beat up because you weren't in the tunnel. Oh, oh, got him. So anyway, yeah, I bought the OLED, OLED switch, which I'm going to tell you, pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. I thought, oh, it's not that big a deal. The screen is remarkably better. And the stand is really the standout. Yeah. The stand is awesome because it will go to any angle. And you can almost lay it like down like an iPad. And it's almost like a hydraulic in there. It's and not, so everybody knows it's the, stand, the, the prop stand on the back of yeah. the switch. Because yep. the original switch, which I'm sure everybody here has an original switch, that stand is, the original switch stand is a piece of shit. I hate it. It sucks. You feel and like you're going to break it. The, you end up ripping your nail off to get it out. Get it out. Yep. And then it's, it's it's the sketchiest thing ever. Yeah. Well, the new one is much better. A market improvement, I would say. Yeah. And then one last thing. I had, a, I had an 11th hour pickup literally yesterday. Man, I'm outside. It's 7 o'clock at night, 7.30, whatever. I'm grilling some burgers for dinner. Got it on the charcoal grill. Everything's going good. Open up my phone, sitting down, look at it. Panasonic AG500R monitor TV combo. One of the televisions, the CRT, the TV VCR combos that I've ever wanted. And I'm like, it's 50 bucks. And it looks like it's just listed. Because now you can't tell how long it's been on there because Facebook's always fucking with that stuff. So... It doesn't have any watchers or anybody saved it yet. It looks like it's brand new. So I messaged the guy and I said, dude, I was like, I want this. He was an hour and a half away. He was almost to Port Huron. And I said, I will come now and I will buy it now. And I'm on my way if you want me to be. And the guy said, okay. You know, and I said, I'm on my way. Consider it sold. Because I don't want some dickhead to be like, I'll give you $400 for it. Because those are very hard to find and they're very expensive. So I get there. Tell he's like, hey, just let me know when you get here. Like within five minutes, message him. I get there. It's out. He's out on the front porch. It's plugged in. It's working. It's in perfect condition. It's gorgeous. And when you say perfect condition, it's like this thing looks like it's like he just bought it like 
in the last year. It's 34 years old and it looks like it's 34 minutes old. Yeah. So, and then I come to find out why he also has the bag. There's a travel bag for it that it goes in that I had never seen in my life. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, well, of course it's in perfect condition. You've preserved it in this bag, this padded bag. So then I do the classic collector thing that you must always do. Always do this. I said, do you have anything else that you're getting rid of? That's a Matteo special right there. Oh, I've always been doing it. My dad taught me this when I was 11 years old. Always ask him if they got something else, right? So (laughs) John says, I bet it didn't have the bag. I spoke too soon. (laughs) Sorry. So he says, yeah. He goes, I have like video games and stuff like that. And I was like, (laughs) such as? You know, like Sega Genesis. And I'm like, okay. So we go inside. You're like, that's right up my alley. Yeah. I love the Genesis. Yeah, that's, we're, we're doing a show about it in a couple days. Tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Unfortunately. This time tomorrow. So he brings me back. I start looking, and he's got like a little collection here and there. He's got GameCube games, some DS. There's some big box PC game stuff. A few Super Nintendo loose. A couple Genesis games, but they're like Sonic 2. And then he had like Vector Man with like a fake box. And so I start looking through it, and I'm like, well, what do you, what do you want to get rid of? He's like, really, any of it. You know, he, he told me, he's like, you know, I just need the money and I'm trying to get rid of some of this stuff. I'm like, all right. So I start, I start picking up, you know, I'm like, oh, Zelda Wind Waker. Okay. Let me grab that. You know, I don't need it myself, but it'd be good for like the booth, right? He had a copy of the orange box for Xbox, you know, Half-Life 2 and Portal and all that stuff's on there. Harvest Moon, Magical Melody, right? For, for GameCube. And then Zelda, Four Sword Adventures for GameCube. Zelda Spirit Tracks for DS. Zelda Phantom Hourglass for DS. Quake one. I think he's a uh, Zelda fan, or was? Yeah, well, he seemed to like him, but he didn't seem to care as much as I did. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, Quake one and Quake two in the big boxes. Quake one is a game that I've probably spent more of my life playing than any other game, and I've never owned the big box. I've only had I had the sharer version back in the day that you could crack, right? It was ten dollars, and you could play every yeah. id game because they were all on there, and you could get the key gen. And then I I found a actual loose copy of it at one point, which I have, but I, I've never owned the big box. So I put all this stuff in a pile, the two quakes, all the Zeldas, Har- Har- Harvest Moon, Orange Box. And I'm like, what do you want for all this? Like, what? Do you, considering that I might also come back at some point and buy more of your stuff, and I bought the TV, what's the best you can give me for this? And he looked at it all, and he goes, how's 100 bucks sound? And I thought to myself, that sounds pretty fucking good. <laughs> so I gave him 100 bucks, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was amazing. And I now own the Big Box Quake, which is like one of my favorite things of all time and I'm super excited to have and I've been wanting to get and it's just continually gone up in price and it's beautiful. I don't know which version it is. I do, but I need to talk to Tyler because Tyler is one of the um, aficionados as it relates to the actual versions of the files on the disc. So I need to know what file... Dates I'm looking for. Weren't they just talking about that a couple months ago? Yeah, he talks about it from time to time. Yeah, Yeah, He's looking for like the early one, and I can't remember off the top of my head. I was going to actually try and go back and listen to one of the episodes to figure out which one it was because I don't know. Or I could just ask him. That would have probably been... Yeah, either way. I want to do both. So anyway, that's it. That's all I bought. (laughs) Just a new TV, a new Switch, a Voss controller, a chainsaw controller for Resident Evil, sealed Shatterhand, every Zelda game ever made. And Shining in the Darkness, complete in box, 7.5 watt graded Genesis. Yeah, that's it. Not too much. No, that's it. So I think now... That's why I don't buy stuff, because we wouldn't have time to cover everything you buy. This segment is not nearly this long, usually. That's true. This was a long segment. That's true. 
Okay. Pretty late week. Yeah, pretty late week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I didn't have enough time to go out and get a, you know, very much. So, Jay, why don't we tell the people what we're here to talk about today? What's the subject of today's show, Jay? Answer me! Well, it's going to be Pit Fighter for the Genesis. That's pretty accurate. So yeah, it's going to be Pit Fighter for the Genesis. That's about all there is to say about Pit Fighter. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's okay. Pit Fighter sucks. We're, we're not just going to talk about Pit Fighter for the Sega Genesis. We're going to talk about the arcade version. We are going to talk about the Super Nintendo version. Please no. We are going to talk about the Amstrad version, oh, the God. ZX Spectrum version, Ooh. the Lynx version, the incomplete Atari 7800 prototype version. <laughs> that looked like the best fucking one. <laughs> oh, I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry. It's okay. Games. Okay. <laughs> So, Jay, Mike, why don't you tell me a little bit about when this game came out? All right. So it came out in North America uh, on the arcade, August 1990. And then it came out in North America on the 16-bit consoles. So that would have been on the Genesis, Sega, Sega Genesis, and the Super Nintendo. And that came out in November of 1991. And I will say that those dates are estimated because... I pieced that together by looking at old reviews of this game. Like, it came out in, like, 91 slash... It was November 91 for Sega, and then probably a little bit later for Super Nintendo, but I couldn't really tell for sure. They were really working on making that port. Oh, man. <laughs> they, were, they put some time in that one. We'll get to all that in a little bit. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the gameplay game and the story of Pit Fighter. Okay. Pit Fighter is a fighting game with digitized live actors. And it is not strictly 2D in that it's not like a Street Fighter game where you're on this plane and you must go back. You can only go back and forward or up, right? Like, like into the air. You can, you can move further to the back of the screen and closer. And the screen does this zooming effect too, right? Yeah. So, and but you're, you can't turn. Your characters are still 2D. They're still facing each other, but they can go up, down, left, right, and in any direction, any of eight directions, kind of right. Like, yeah. so if I want to go up and to the left, it would move me further away to the, the left and, uh, you know, from, from me, yeah. right? There are three playable characters in this banger. Buzz. Three? Yeah, three. Oh, do and, tell. Okay, so there's Buzz, who is the former wrestler with a grip of iron and a killer body slam, and he is known for his brute strength. I thought Buzz was from, from Home Alone. Possibly. Wasn't that his older brother? Isn't he the second guy that went into space, too? <laughs> when he walked on the moon? Uh, that Aldrin fella. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That was a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Ty, hero of the kickboxing circuit and a veteran pit fighter. He has the flying deadly double kick. They have these really macabre names for these things, like the killer body slam and deadly double kick. That sounds actually flying deadly double kick sounds like a great karate game. It, it, could, it sounds like a game that might be better than this one. Who's that to say? That sounds like Kickmaster 2. Who's to say? And then Kato, the master of the flying dragon style of karate, is the third combatant or playable character. 
He is is incredible speed and agility and delivers the lethal dragon punch. They all have three quote-unquote killer moves. Isn't Kato the guy that pulls your heart out in Mortal Kombat? No, he was OJ's roommate. Ah. Yeah, different guy. The Kalen guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The bum. Remember now. The bum. (laughs) The bum. So this this game can be played as one or two people simultaneously, and you just all kind of beat up each other. It's like a big beat-em-up fighting game versus like a... It has some of the elements of a Street Fighter or a Mortal Kombat, but it is not the same type of game at all, I don't believe. Would you agree with that? Yeah. (laughs) And I say that because you have a health bar for you and your enemies, and yours starts at like half, and theirs are like super long sometimes. Like the further you get, the longer the health bar becomes the other guy. Right. Yes. Or girl. And yours doesn't really recover. It's not it, like when you go from match to match, it's sorry oh, if I'm jumping over. But it does, though. Does it? I it, think only, it, did. it does when you 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 are rewarded in this game with money. And we should say that you get that money by standing on a forklift that lifts you up as you get the money. The money is piled at the bottom of your feet as a a woman who is obviously endeared or very interested in you is looking at you adoringly lifting you up this forklift as the money piles up in front of you. So you collect money, and as you collect money, if you hit specific you know, numbers, your your health gets replenished. So 50,000, 150,000, 350,000, and 600,000. You know, that's how I knew if a girl really liked me, if she wanted to lift me up on a pallet with yep. a forklift. Hey, put that pallet on the forklift, and then I'll lift you up it as money just shows up at your feet. <laughs> it's the it's It's the American dream, folks. There are 10 matches. You have, what is it? There are eight non-playable characters, but there's 10 matches total in the game, I believe. And then every third match, you fight a grudge match. And that is where you must fight yourself. And the strategy is different in a grudge match. Grudge match, your job is to knock your opponent down three times before he knocks you down three times. So it's almost like this shitty game of non-strategic (laughs) tic-tac-toe where you have these O's and they get X'd off and you want the three X's and then for the other guy and then you win. And then you happen, get more money. What happens if you get knocked down three times in the grudge match? Is the game over? I don't know. That should never happen to me because I'm dope. Mm. I whooped up on myself all the time. All right. So there are eight playable characters. You want to talk about them a little bit? Yep. There is uh, the Executioner, Southside Jim, or as I like to call him, Sidewalk Jim. <laughs> we were playing the game, and Jim, Jay goes, what is this, Sidewalk Jim? Who is this guy? And it's just a, it's just a black guy in some sweatpants and a purple, like, well, what do you call those? Uh, it has an affinity for fucking t-shirt. shanking you while you yeah, play. Yeah, he stabs at you a lot. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get okay. to that. Uh, but Southside Jim or Sidewalk Jim. Angel. Angel. Which one was Angel? Angel's the chick, right? I don't know. Okay. I really yeah, it's the, yes, it is. Then there's CC Rider. Well, well, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Angel is the one wearing like the thigh high, like fishnet stockings with the garter belt and the straps. And I'm like, how do you fight in the hat? You can't. I get fighting in a pair of sweatpants and like a sleeveless T-shirt, but I couldn't fight in fishnets and high heels. That's that's got to be rough. Let's try that later. We'll put on some garters and high heels and fishnets. All right. See what happens. Keep going. Well, then you got CC Rider. Yeah. (laughs) Mad Miles. Yeah. Forget about Mad Miles. Yep. And we got heavy metal. Yeah. And then Chain Man Eddie. Which I believe is actually two chain Minettis. Remember, there are two of them. Well, the first time you fight one, and then oh, right. the second time you fight two. Yep. And then you have the Masked Warrior, who is the ultimate champion. The Masked Warrior looks like he's at a leather fetish club. He does. 
He, he looks like the gimp from And you'll beat a few guys, and then they'll cut to this, like, screen where it's just him, and he'll go, you're next. And I'm like, what? Turn the game off. Turn it off. <laughs> no. I don't want that. There's nothing wrong with it, but I don't want it. <laughs> no, thank you. You're next. I'm just going to start looking at people and saying things like that. You have to do it like he does. Which one was it? Was it the Super Nintendo or the Genesis one where he's like sticking his ass out and he's like, you're next. I don't know. I wasn't looking at one of them. He was, he was standing there. I was too wrapped up in the, I was, I'm kind of interested, says Dr. Killer. I mean, go, go, go play it for 15 minutes and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. You don't even need 15 minutes. Interesting part about this game is that you. There's an interesting part. (laughs) Yeah. It was just said that this is the interesting part of the game. No. You're, the, the setting is you're surrounded by people, right? It's, yeah. a, it's a pit where you fight, hence the name, duh. It's but, kind of like street fight. It's like a street, like if you were to move it, it's street fight. You're, it's like a street fight where you are surrounded by people, right? And like uh, fans or people watching or whatever. Yeah. Interesting part, that crowd can interact. So if you get too close to the crowd, they will hit you and fight you and stab you even. And sometimes they'll give you stuff like here's a here's a knife. Go stab that guy with it. Maybe that's where Sidewalk Jim got his name. <laughs> Sidewalk Jim. Keep going to Sidewalk Originally, he was part of the crowd, but one day he just became a pit fighter. <laughs> anyway, and then there are what seven areas? There's the warehouse, yep. the garage, mm-hmm. the subway station, the high rise building. What a great location for a pit fight. <laughs> it's always a great idea. <laughs> yeah, let's fight on the top of a high rise. A bar. Pretty classic area, I would say, for a pit fight. Yeah. Freeway overpass again. Even better than the high rise. Seems dangerous. Let's go. Let's go fist fight on the highway <laughs> the with, of, some, with some shanks not, and pool cues. Not just the highway, an overpass. So now there are cars and your way up in the air, and the wharf. Have you ever had one of those days where you just want to yank the wheel into a bridge and butt? <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. I don't blame you. It's like Street Fighter in a pit. <laughs> you went, it's okay. It's I don't blame you. So, I don't. Talk to me a little bit about the weapons <laughs> in this game, Jay. There are weapons you can pick up, I should say. So in sure. this, you're in you're in this pit, you're fighting, you're surrounded by this crowd that you can interact with, but also there are things around you that you can use as weapons. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what's in there. So I got to fix one. The first one here. I know you're trying to be highbrow and it's what it said. And and go with the notes. It says shurikens. It's a fucking throwing star. It was. That's what it said in the manual. I know. I know what a shuriken is. I know. I know. It's fine. Go ahead. I'm just saying it's it's this next one was this next one clarified for us because we weren't sure what was going on there. Yeah. Sticks. Stick. We thought you said you thought it was what? That was a pool cue. Everybody would have thought well, it was a pool because cue. Because there's a fucking bar stool there. So by default, you're like, oh, we must be in a bar. Yeah. That's a pool cue. Nope. And a bar stool. Stick. Which segues Stick. To, there's a bar stool. Oh, and the other one, the fucking keg. Yeah. You can literally just pick up a keg and throw it so at it's a guy. a bar stool, a keg, and a stick. Yep. You know, it's pretty typical when you go to a bar. Right. Is stick. That a stick over there? Why, yes, it is. Will oh, you just okay. smash Sidewalk Jim with that real quick <laughs> before he does it to you? Because he'll do it to you first if you let him. There's also barrels, mm-hmm. knives. Which you can throw. Yes, yeah, you can throw. Stab with. So the bar stool and the keg, you can throw all of them. No, you can't throw the stick. You just no. beat people until it breaks. But, yeah. Um, but yes, you have the bar stool, you have the barrel, you have knives, um, you have crates. Yep. 
So you just pick up a crate, throw it at somebody. Yep. You have garbage cans. Yep. I feel like I'm missing one, though. <laughs> the best weapon in this game, by far, the motorcycle. <laughs> you can pick up a motorcycle and throw it at your opponent. Because that's, that's common. And the best part is, it's a digitized motorcycle. Yeah. It looks like the real thing. <laughs> Let me just scoop up this Harley and chuck it at that guy. Take that sidewalk, Jim, or heavy metal, or whatever stupid name you have. <laughs> and finally, oh, finally, as it relates to kind of like the, the you know, the ephemera around here, all this, what else can you get? Uh, they actually have the power pill. Yep, the power which is pill. It's just odd. It's the, just a, it looks like, it looks like the peanut bag. It, it's a little circular pea bag. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a, it's pea full of pill. peanuts. That's it's where he gets pill. all his power. It's all the protein from the power pill yeah maybe peanuts. it's a peanut butter perhaps probably it's the pea pill it's peanut butter potentially that's what we're going with it makes your character stronger and it also <laughs> helps you take less damage the unfortunate part about the power pill your opponent can also pick it up so if you don't get to a first they might and you got chainmail tight pants or eddie or whatever his name was chainmail tight pants uh chain man eddie if you got two of those fuckers and they get them they both can get they em. will fucking night at the roxbury your ass until you're dead yep because i and i live that and they, they did that to me and they beat the shit out of me unless, on both sides unless you grab the motorcycle yes i should have just <laughs> thrown a motorcycle at him that would have just taken care of everything usually fixes most of life's problems i'd say so outside of superhuman strength, is there anything like special as far as moves go or anything? You know, Jay, I'm glad you asked that. There are. I would even say that there are special moves in this game. Oh. They're called super moves. They're called picking up a motorcycle. In, with the Genesis game, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's Sorry, a, go ahead. Listen, that is a special move. No yes. one's saying it's not. You don't even need the power pill to do it. Hmm? Each player has their own special move. Buzz has his killer body slam, a headbutt, and the pile drive. I think the pile drive is great. My favorite move in the game is when you just pick the guy up and throw him. So yes. it's like you picked up the motorcycle, but it's really just a human being. And then you throw them what is relative of like 15 feet. <laughs> like you just throw them. But <laughs> remember, great. the best part about that is if you throw them and they bounce back at you and hit you. Yes. They hurt you. Yeah. So if you throw them against like, say, the crowd and they bounce back towards you and they hit your feet, you get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that's super. Because that's logical. So Ty... Ty has his double kick, spin kick, and roundhouse. Roundhouse. And Kato has the legal dragon punch, the flip kick, and the backhand. All these can be accomplished in some random fashion by pressing A, B, and C on your Genesis controller. There you go. So, Jay, I'm glad you're still here with me after all this. It's, I'm, it's, it's a struggle. People are leaving in droves, and I, I can't blame them. No. no. no I can't. They were super sick moves. That is absolutely right. Tell me a little bit about the background and development of this game. And when I say a little bit, let's keep it short. <laughs> oh, I can do that for you. It's good. So uh, the characters, of course, we talked about a little bit. The graphics, characters, graphics, and motorcycle are, they're digitized graphics. <laughs> the power pill. Mainly of the real fighters. And there's the zooming effect. So like you were talking about earlier, if you can, when you step like back and away, you can move up and down the screen and it will zoom in and out as you get farther away from a character. Do you think they digitized the stick? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good looking stick. All right, put it up against the screen screen. Let's do a little mocha, mocha what do they call it? Uh, 
Um, did they put mocap? Like, did do they, a little mocap. Did they put like a black sleeve with the little balls yes, on exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> they dressed it up so you can catch all aspects of the movement. Digitize it in 360 degrees. Go ahead. I'm sorry I had to interrupt. <laughs> this game sucks. Um, <laughs> it's published by Tenkin in North America, and it was in it was Konami uh, in Japan, which I found interesting because obviously Tengen, subsidiary of Atari, Atari Games, all that yeah. stuff. Konami is the one to publish this in Japan. I don't even know when it came out. I tried to find some info. You know, I'm, we're going to assume around the same time. So, anyway, but yeah, Konami was the one that published this in Japan, and I'm like. I thought to myself, God, why why would they associate themselves with such a poor game? And then I thought, they did also put out The Adventures of Bayou Billy. <laughs> you know, that might have been why you couldn't find any dates on it, because maybe they don't want to admit it really They happened. erased it from their <laughs> national like, history. Nope. That never happened. No, Pit Fighter came out in Japan. Konami, you guys put it out. Nope, not us. Yeah, we didn't do it. That Pro- was other kids. It. <laughs> Those were other kids. Prove it. They've, anyway. scr- they've scrubbed it from the internet. Tell me a little bit about the people who programmed this game. So uh, two of the programmers was Paul Quinn. Um, he also uh, did 720. Worked on 720. Yep, he worked on Cyberball, Bubsy 2, and Gun. Yep, good. I like Gun. Good game. Yeah, all good games. And then, and then Bubsy, but well, it's better than what we're talking about. Um, and then Gary Stark. Who also did uh, Guardians of the Hood? It's similar to Crime Fighters, um, Hard Driving, Race Driving, and Tubin. If you're not familiar with Guardians of the Hood, it looks like Crime Fighters, like that Konami game that Robbie's friend from the bar that was on the marquee yeah. of, right? It looks really, it looks like a version of Pit Fighter that happens in the street, where you progress through the game. It's pretty accurate. It's 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 not good. It's not good. It's not good. So that's a little bit about the background development of Pit Fighter. That was a little bit too much. You want to tell me about some of the reception of this game? Oh, man. There was some pretty good stuff on this. Yeah, Jay, let me ask you a question. Okay. Hard to ask you. I'm getting comfy here. You ready to go? I got, a, I got three questions for you. I got three answers for you. If you were to review Polygon's top 500 video games of all time, where do you think a game like Pit Fighter would would land what number do you want my honest opinion or do you want me to answer like based off our notes i want you to tell me whatever you think it would be oh i think it would be nothing would never happen not rated they would have laughed at it what about game informers top 100 games of all time the list compiled in 2001 by game Informer magazine i'm gonna go that's a big thumbs down too. a big okay and then eight years later game informer decided to do 100 more games and make a top 200 games list which is twice as many. You Now, in this case, you would have to think eight years later, a lot of games were probably released in 2001 and 2009. I can't think of any, but I'm sure there were at least 100. Where do you think it would land on that top 200 list? Top 200 list? I'd probably put that somewhere in the realm between 200 and... Okay. I'm going to say not on any of those. I'm going to say, I, based off my enjoyment of this game, if I worked at Game Informer or Polygon, I, that's where I would rate it. So, so what do we got? Am, am I accurate? Am I off? Defying the odds. A statistical anomaly. This game was not ranked on any of those three lists. No shit. <laughs> it could have been Game Informer's top 200,000 games of all time. And it would have been... <laughs> So I pulled, as I'm as I'm once do, the reviews of this game from the era. 
And I'm going to start with GamePro Magazine. GamePro Magazine, December 1991, did a review of the Genesis port of this game, okay? Which most people, I would say, if you're going to play this game, that would probably be the one to play, okay? Let me read, let me read the review. GamePro, December 1991, for the Genesis. Pit Fighter uses digitization to reproduce sound and graphics that are as awesome as those in the arcade version. In fact, we've never heard as much digitized sound from a Genesis game before, and every character, right down to the cheering crowd, sports moves and poses that are loaded with realism. If you want outrageous two-player simultaneous action, step into the pit with Pit Fighter. Five out of five. Did, did Sega own GamePro? Or no. I, guess, I actually I should say, did Atari own GamePro? Atari didn't own anything. Oh, my God. This was the best thing they had in 1990. All right. I think somebody was drunk. Somebody was on their way to get an OLED switch with this one. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> that Maybe. was fucking funny right Maybe. there. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was pretty good. Go ahead. It's pretty good. <laughs> Nintendo Power number 32, January 1992. They did an SNES review of this game where two people, George and Rob, discussed a number of games. I forget what the segment or, you know, section of the magazine is called. But these are the comments. George, I found this one extremely difficult to control. Again, this is specific to the Super Nintendo version. Rob, in my opinion, it doesn't matter if it uses new technology or not. The question is, is the game fun? And I think the answer in this case is no. I like Rob. So they gave the game an average. They graded it on graphics and gameplay and all stuff. It got a 2.5 out of 5. Moving on. The last review. And I think the most telling of all. Nintendo Power number 100 is an anniversary issue. Okay? Really cool cover. It's a great It's a great issue. It's, that is I, a good issue. I really like that issue. They have the top 100 games of all time and all the stuff in there at, the po- at that point in September 1997. But what they also had was the 10 worst games of all time. Gee, if I was going to ask you where Pit Fighter for the Super Nintendo would land on the 10 worst games of all time, where would you say it would land? Hmm, I'd say probably number one. <laughs> that is incorrect. No. It is number five. Number one, Bay Base Kids. Oh. Which is not good. Oh. But they said... They would give little blurbs after each one of these games. This one was slow, awkward, and dumb is no way to go through life, son. That is a little bit about the reception of Pit Fighter. Mm, that sounded, uh, yeah. <sighs> that sounds Just, nice. Just, yeah. So now we're going to move into the LGN game rating section. This is where you and I Ooh. and Robbie and John Ooh. and Sashimi Z all get to give our opinions of this game. So we're going to call John first. All right. So let's give John a call here. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, Mr. Casey Masterpiece, AKA Mr. Famicom Box, because that's what Tyler tells me I have to say he is. John Young, retro game enthusiast, everybody. John, you handsome devil. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, Jay? I'm fat and sassy. Yeah, oh, that's the way I like you. <laughs> How's the house? 
It's going good. Um, I got to that comfortable spot where the TV is working, so I stopped unpacking. Ah. <laughs> I know that spot. Where I you're got like, to that spot 13 years ago. Yeah. Now I don't have to get up and do anything because what I really want to do is available, so I'll just do all that later, maybe. <laughs> I just figured my wife, out to make a back room. My wife, my wife keeps dropping hints that she needs all my boxed uh, video game consoles out of the dining room so that we have a dining room. Do you need me to come get them? No. <laughs> uh, you should you you have said yes, John, because the bread tent's still setting in the shed. <laughs> ah. Gee, thanks. Got him. I was going to go get it when I went to Brockham Sockham, but uh, I had to drop that stuff off first. Oh, yeah, true. Go on. Uh, no, the house is going great. I've been playing uh, the new uh, Mario and Rabbids game. I loved the first one although I was fully prepared to hate it. And the second one's really good. And uh, it's keeping me from playing Splatoon 3. This is the Nintendo Switch uh, podcast, right? That is correct. Yes. Okay, nice. So have you been playing The Last of Us? Only if it's a new OLED Switch you purchased while inebriated. No. uh, (laughs) My wife wife did buy me an OLED Switch, so it is on an OLED Switch. Oh, that's nice. How wonderful. Yeah, uh, she does that. She buys stuff for herself, and she's like, I spent a lot of money. I'll spend money on him. And I can kind of proportionally figure out how much she spent by uh, doubling the price of whatever she bought. She me. brought you a switch, <laughs> and you're like, so we spent $1,000 a day. Is that what I got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got it. I under, I, we live in the same world, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fine. So, so John, what people money. really want to know is how far are you on The Last of Us? The first one? Sure. Yes. So the first one, I think I made it to about chapter three or four. I'm not really into the Heidi games, unless the Heidi part's done really well. Who's Heidi? Is that somebody I haven't met on the game yet? Uh, no, it's a, it's a diminutive of to hide. Oh, ah. is that kind of like the shmup? Uh, no, no, it's I just a word. I just, I just, I just like it. saying It's more shmup. sneaky, but I didn't want to like make it sound cool. Oh, no, that's fine. I appreciate that. So, John, did you play any Pit Fighter recently? <laughs> I did. Yes, I did. I'm uh, sorry. It's okay. I'm just, being, I'm just trying to... No, I'm apologizing for him playing Pit yeah, Fighter. Yeah, I see. I see. Go on. Smooth transition. Um, <laughs> I'm all about the segue, my friend. So, correct me if I'm wrong. We have discussed this game before, correct? No. We may have I, made barbs about it but no we have not discussed this game we have not done an episode on this game i believe i specifically brought it up during our worst games uh discussion oh um well somebody was defending it gee i wouldn't know who (laughs) i'm not gonna say his name but uh it does have two y's in it is he a trash lord (laughs) potentially mustache king of chicago that's that's how i remember i've not like gone back and uh, I looked at it, but I do, I did get the sense that this pit fighter, like the time that we've been playing it, like, have you noticed, like he has been posting and Logan arcade has been posting more manly pictures of him fixing stuff. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good point. Real. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's a good point. I was agreeing with you. It's, it's, it's been a real boost to the Robbie testosterone. And uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying seeing it. I'll comment on the uh, uh, Logan Arcade post. And I'll be like, oh, I should have said this. But then Robbie will repost it and I'll send it like I just thought about it. So he thinks I'm clever. <laughs> I'm in good times. Yeah. So I have the Super Nintendo version. It's the only one I have. 
which is oh. weird because I do like a good Tengen box. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so I put it in. I'm like, maybe I don't remember this game. Maybe I made a faux pas by, you know, kind of like what uh, the whole silent service thing where I'm like, well, that's a game everybody rags on. It's probably shit. And you play it and it's like, yeah, it's not that bad. Kind of like what you did with Bayou Billy earlier. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll discuss that offline. It's our next episode, <laughs> isn't it? No, uh, it is not. Well, Damn. Okay. But uh, no, man, I was right. This game sucks. Um, <laughs> it's, so Can I? You, you got to think. Sorry, go ahead. I think you played the Super Nintendo version. Yes. Oh, I would say <laughs> well, I would say that of the no commercially. No, don't say that. Yeah, go go ahead. So uh, sure, let's say the Sega Genesis version is better. I don't care. It's still going to be worse than Mortal Kombat One and Mortal Kombat One. Uh, on the Sega Genesis doesn't hold up as well as you want it to. Mm-mm. But so you're really, um, you're really aiming to start a fight tonight, aren't you, John? So no, no, no let me take a step back on this. So to a certain <laughs> extent, like I, I get in the context, this was early nineties game, right? And it was before mortal Kombat. I think it was before street fighter two, because I remember this in the arcades. I remember it being a thing. I remember it being very like eighties, like, action movie-ish and then i remember it came to consoles and people kind of cared but we didn't really think the consoles were coming home with this at that time it was fine yeah but it was a fighting game that you could play and it had a bit of that feel it definitely was like a precursor to like mortal Kombat from the you know photorealism yes and then also a little bit of final fight in there it's got a little bit of that kind of feel between especially with the weapons and kind of like the choppiness I would agree um, that. I would agree with that. I thought you were going to say the chopper, like the one you <laughs> well, pick up and throw at people. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is probably what Robbie's been doing to like bounce people lately at the bar. But no, like, <laughs> I'm sorry I, that made me laugh. I was trying not to laugh right in the mic. Go ahead. It's to a certain extent. It's kind of it, so. I could see liking aspects of it. So this is one of those games, a long time ago, when I first moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana, back in 2007, I moved into the back of an art gallery, and there was another dude that was renting another apartment in the art gallery, um, because we're fancy. And uh, so one time we decided to pick up some gin, uh, an old CRT with the wood frame, pull out my Sega Genesis, play some Primal Rage, eat some Taco Bell. We decided we didn't want gin, so we went with Rolling Rock. And we ate so much Taco Bell, we couldn't get drunk from the beer. And then we just felt bloated. And then we played Primal Rage. And it's not as good as you think it should be. None, um, of, none of that sounds as good as it probably sounds like it should be. <laughs> so that is the game that Pit Fighter is. You need to like have like that, like, hey, get somebody together. Like, hey, you got to see this game. It's so bad. And you think you're going to have fun making fun of it. And then maybe you just don't. You're just upset. Maybe you just get bloated and eat too much Taco Bell and realize that you're in your mid-20s and you're probably getting too old for this kind of thing. And then 20 years um, later, you're still doing it and talking about it. <laughs> I don't know. I've not had Rolling Rock since then, I don't think. Oh. Uh, not a quality beer. Um, sorry, are they a sponsor? No, we haven't got. We no. haven't. Got, we haven't, okay. we haven't finished that sure. deal yet. So yeah, we haven't closed. That's my new catchphrase. I guess we've closed it now. Still with the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, uh, so I, I, the computer sucks on this. To your point, the health is a little misbalanced. 
at one point found some game genie codes and then just did that just to kind of get a little more sense of the game because I was I'm sure it's like one of those things where if you just get in the corner and like squat and kick you can get through it easier and maybe there is some level of skill there's definitely some level level, I mean like hmm. I have to remember that you are talking about the Super Nintendo version. I was going to say, <laughs> okay, choose okay. your words, my so, friend. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pump the brakes on what I was thinking to, that I was going to say, and I'm just going to say, proceed. And, and just because Robbie's probably getting super mad, I just thought about it. It was probably uh, World Heroes that I was thinking of and not Pit Fighter that he was defending. So uh, I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to dig into the archives. <laughs> but... I wanted to enjoy this. If I invited another friend over that hadn't played retro games in a long time and said, hey, let's play this stupid game, um, the right person, it might be fun. But for the most part, it's uh, just not. It, it does have that precursor to the Mortal Kombat thing. It does. Uh, so it feels like an 80s movie. But it's almost like... So Capcom did a lot of licensed material really well in the early 90s, even, like the Mega Man games. Mm-hmm. But it's not licensed, but you, you get what I'm saying? Like uh, Daydream Davy, and you know, in my opinion, Yonoid's a great game. Gargoyles um, Quest and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Even even if it's continuing, whatever. Yeah. Uh, although Gargoyles Quest is a sequel to uh, uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, anyway, so like that 80s feel to it, but it feels like they started to say, you know what? We don't need to treat a license with the pomp and circumstance that uh, it deserves because it is you know a higher level franchise we can just make something shit and then at some point maybe they just decided we don't even need the license we can just kind of put it out there and that whole motion cap thing was kind of the future and kind of a callback to what jay was saying with last of us last of us 2 uh maybe more so red dead redemption and pretty much anything on the playstation 1 in early 3d mm-hmm. was so heavily gimmick and it just doesn't hold up. Yeah. So like the thing people say about Red Dead Redemption 2, they're like, it's an amazing, beautiful game. It's an experience I'll always remember. But it wasn't fun as a game. Last of Us 2, kind of a similar thing where people are like, I don't like the story. Not going to spoil it. But like they're like, I don't like the story. But, you know, it's amazing. And it's great that games are finally doing this. And I'm just like, yeah, it, it's nice that you get to be able to like expand into, let's say, the you know, horror genre and be able to like do something that is like, well, then they all died in the car and that's the end of our film because we ran out of the budget <laughs> we, and we're hardcore. Yeah. We only had the one car and we crashed it and we don't have any more money to pay anybody for anything. So this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's some stock footage from uh, Beastmaster too. Yes, exa- exactly. <laughs> and exactly. all the movies of that time. So I've, and I don't think anybody loved this game. They ported it to everything because I think the popularity of the arcade mm-hmm. game but the quality just isn't there. The music, I didn't enjoy. It was fine. Um, it wasn't fine. It was fine. I don't think that they even like tried with this. It seems like it's a money grab. This is like Shaq Fu, but without Shaq, and then just being like, yeah, it's fine. Another game that um, made Nintendo Power's 100 issues top 10 worst games of all time, Shaq Fu. Really? Yes, indeed. I believe it was number three. Uh, please, please tell me. It was number three. I believe Shaq would have said about that. Could That's have been. only because Shaq's in it. Because um, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaq Fu is a better impression. game than Shaq Fu's more Shaq fun Fu. to me. Nobody's even. There's a story. Too. Shaq is like, I gotta go fight some ninjas. I'll be right back. And yeah, then you travel to different areas. Shaq impression. So, <laughs> gotta go fight some ninjas right now. 
given that, uh, I'm trying to think of a game. There's you need a comparative. want to play. Yeah. That, that I like less than this one. But the fact that this one is considered a better game than Shaq Fu. So, sorry, is one the best of the 10 worst or is 10? I believe one would be the worst. Yeah. So, there's no way that this game is better than Shaq Fu. Uh, I'm going with a one. Wow, one. I can't think of. So, there's games that are worse. And maybe if I played two player with the right person, I could enjoy this. You would like. No. I'm going to tell you, John. Nope. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Especially, especially. The Super Nintendo version, because we'll talk about all the platforms that it has been ported to and how some of them really it shouldn't have been. But the Super Nintendo was right in the wheelhouse of what it should have been ported to. And it is it is one of the worst games I've ever. It is one of the worst ports of that game. And it is one of the worst games. It's not a fun game. I don't want to play it. 1.0 would not recommend. Yeah. I, the cash grab is really what puts it down to 1.0. If it was like somebody's passion project and I found out there was like some new developer that was really trying to get stuff and then like Mortal Kombat and like Donkey Kong Country stole like its idea. But it's it's too much of a fad. They're, they're chasing the wrong thing and it just, it looks horrible. And that's where I think Red Dead Redemption will be in the future. Just because I want to upset anybody that loves that game. I hate that game. <laughs> just saying. All right. I, oh, I like punching horses, night, but night. why do you have to make me do the rest of this stuff? Punching horses. That's not what I want to do. I want to spend 60 bucks on a game to punch horses. Didn't Red Dead Redemption 2 come out around the same time as Breath of the Wild? I vaguely remember people being upset Probably. switching between those controls. Probably. So we got a 1.0 for you. Yeah. I can definitely think of worse games, but just from the cash grab, I really can't enjoy this one. So that's it. That's me. That's what I said. All right. What else you got for us, John? So I tried to finally get a Mike Tyson's punch out for the Famicom box that isn't fried. Ooh. What kind of jerk would fry it? Uh, what kind of an idiot would do something like that? And uh, anyway, a very nice Spanish gentleman that's buying up all the Famicom box games said that he wasn't going to bid on it. So I didn't tell anybody about it. And then I bid and it got up to $707 and I definitely didn't win it. I tapped out long ago. Could have been worse. It could have been a sealed Famicom disc system copy of The Legend of Zelda. Uh, that's pretty nice. Did, did that have a white sheet or a green sheet? Or no sheet? Ooh. So if there's no sheet, it's kind of a you know a little bit of a uh, uh, Schrodinger's cat type situation. Because if you open it and look at the day code, it could be the first print. Then there was the white sheet. Then there was the green sheet for the call uh, center numbers. But white sheet is the earliest known sealed copy that you can have that you know is one of the first prints. I don't know if I'm allowed to share that information until something gets mailed. This might get edited out. We might not be able to say, yeah, I can't, I can't put this out there for public consumption. I can't let people know with that said, don't, don't don't say, don't say, don't say who potentially. No idea what you're talking about. We'll we'll blur your, we'll blur your face in the replay. Not just him. It's not me. It's not him. It's not me. Oh, okay. So anyway, all right, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, pleasure. All right. All right, John. Hugs and kisses, buddy. Uh, you too, Jay. I feel safe in your arms. Got a little pump fist on the pump. Yeah, I, d- I double tapped that for you. So the king of the double tap, John Young, everybody. Retro game enthusiast. Sidewalk Jim himself. Side- he's not Sidewalk Jim. No, he's not. No. He is Mr. Famicom Box. 
love talking to John. I like him better on Discord. I can hear him better. I agree. It sounds a million times better. Yes. It's awesome. All right. We're now allowed to call Ribby. Hello. And now, the mustache king of Chicago, the one and only 8-Bit Supremacy Robbie Komen, everybody. Ribby, how you doing, buddy? What's up? What's up? (laughs) Is that one okay? He didn't like Trash Lord. I was going to use Trash Lord again. I was hoping you would say I was totally studly because that's what. Oh, uh, I should have. Oh, that's what they they keep saying in Pit Fighter every time you went around. You are absolutely right. Oh, damn! Uh, Opportunity missed. Yeah. Totally studly would have been a much better intro. Damn it. Ball ball drop. Anyway, ball drop. So, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. Could be better. I, I was just playing Pit Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> and I was, I was racing against the clock. I was trying to beat it because I fired it up at like an hour before you guys started the uh, the Twitch. And I like my first go at it, I made it all the way to the stage where you get to fight two of these goons, hired goons. <laughs> goons. And, uh, hired goons. <laughs> you have to fight two of the goons who headbutt rush you. Forgot the guy's name. While, while the... Uh, I'm assuming final last boss with the the gimp mask is sitting in a chair in the background watching you, kind of Shang Tsung style. And uh, I believe that's assuming, Chairman Eddie. Is who you're talking about? I'm assuming you fight him right after you beat those two guys. And I was like, oh, that's got to be last stage. So I got a I got a taste of like potential victory, and I just it kept adding got progressively worse each time. And I was like, fuck this. I would ask you what version did you play? Although I believe I know the answer based on how much you played it. I played the version that is the best candidate of all the Tengen games on the Sega Genesis to cannibalize the cartridge itself and <laughs> use the ROM board, the PCB board, to as a donor to fix other dead Tengen games. Yes. Because for some reason, that quality on that PCB, I think, was actually made by Sega or something before they cheaped out and did other parts for the other ones. So every, everybody knows if you collect Genesis games that one of the, a really good shmup got, got released in a, on a Tengen cartridge, and that's Grindstormer, and they're usually always dead or else ticking time bombs like they're going to die. So you, what I did with mine is I, I cannibalized the extra Pit Fighter cart and put it to good use and have a working Grindstormer. So... Are you, yeah, go ahead. are you saying that the pit fighter carts are the most rugged and durable of the Tengen cartridges for the Genesis? You might say. You might say. They've been they're around they're, the block. They're, yeah, they're totally studly. They are totally studly. That is <laughs> accurate. So you play well, the Genesis I mean, game. Like they're, they're, it's, it's like a good use for buying that game, more so than playing it probably, but it's just tearing it apart and using it for another game. <laughs> Which, I, I which look, not, listen, I mean, like, you want to tear apart Pit Fighter to go play another I, game. I can't I'm, blame I'm you a, for that. I, I'm, I'm kind of just, like, falling into peer pressure here. I actually kind of, it's a, kind of a guilty pleasure game for me. And But I am going to say, in terms of John saying that we uh, he brought up that game in the past, 
I brought it up as the, my first suggestion for a bad games episode. Everyone went, whoa, coming out swinging in terms of bad games. And I don't remember defending it too much, but I probably did because I still have a soft spot for it, even though I'm fully aware it's objectively terrible. It, so <laughs> it is, but it's funny and it's entertaining. All the shit you guys are laughing at the whole time, that's why I play it. I'm like, God, this game's so dumb. It's like every bad 80s action movie trope mashed into one. It, I it, wish it was a little more playable. It's like a bad Streets of Rage or Final Fight, but as a one-on-one fighter. I, I, I would agree with basically everything you've said so far. I can't disagree. Yeah. yeah. I first played it uh, at my local movie theater growing up, up in Waukegan, Illinois. The, another stellar title that was there was Hard Driving. Like uh-huh. fucking terrible. terrible. And, but they did have a nice Ninja Gaiden machine there, like the arcade Ninja Gaiden. And that game fucking rules. If anybody's ever played that. You just want to talk about a good game. Let's talk about Ninja Gaiden. Well, (laughs) I just remember like going there. I think I played a a turtle. And um, I just remember like, like you and your experience Pitfire that you talked about in the past. I would save my quarter and walk right past that Pitfire machine. Put it right into Ninja Gaiden instead. Because I was like, you know, I go to the movie theater frequently. I, I learned quickly that to not play that game, I waste my money on it. Yeah, there are better games next to it. Also, in terms of John dissing how bad MK One is, Mortal Kombat One, kind of got to agree. Like I, I love it. Don't get me wrong; I'm a biggest MK fanboy. But like, the first one's pretty rough. You can't even do cross up jump kicks on it, and even Ed Boon himself is like, dude, I, I, he, he can't even play it without like being upset about it. Some would say that Mortal Kombat to Mortal Kombat 2 is akin to Pit Fighter as it is to, you know, Guardians of the Hood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the natural progression of things where you just refine this, you refine the process and really hone your craft, right? And I, I don't even care that it's bad because it's not as bad as the, the jump, the, uh, the first Street Fighter. No. Versus- that no, it is not. Unplayable garbage, and the second one's the most successful fighting game franchise. Anyway, we're not talking about any of these games. These are good game franchises. We're talking about a bad game. Yeah, it's it's true. Well, would you we're say that? Right. I mean, if you say it's a bad game, then what what do you mean? Like, how would you how would you rate something like this? Uh, <laughs> see, I'm conflicted here because <laughs> I know it's bad, but in my heart, I still have. I, I tried to just, I just tried to beat it. I got sucked into playing it and trying to beat it. So it's like made well enough to where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to press start again. I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to give it a three. Put it, in the right, put it in the middle. 3.0. 3.0. The montage in the beginning is fucking awesome. Presentation wise, it's, it, it's hilarious and awesome. Like the fucking little screen uh, slides of guys getting buff and like lifting weights and shit and like hitting the gym, getting ready for like these street fights or whatever it's it's definitely good for the attract mode right it yeah, was like yeah, oh attract mode's awesome. i should yeah, play yeah. this why am i not yeah. playing this what am i doing what am i doing with my they, life not playing this they, they put a little more time into the, the track mode you think knowing that i feel like yeah you think you hate it now wait till you play it <laughs> yeah in terms of me working at logan arcade getting fucking manly lately it's funny that he mentions that because every other week on payday, I usually hop onto a forklift, and my boss, who's forklift <laughs> certified, he kind of raises me up, and they all start putting a mountain of cash underneath me as it gets higher and higher. 
and I flex, and then I scoop it all up and put it in a, in a sack, and then I go home. And you know what that is? I, I, I get it, every other week. Do you put it in your empty pee bag, Robbie? Yeah. You know, yeah. You know what that is? You know what that makes you? I ate all, all the peanuts, so I put my, my vegan right. sack in there. It makes you totally studly. Yeah. I just wanted to incorporate the fact that my boss is forklift certified into that joke too. I don't know why. There's a lot of truth actually, in that joke, he folks. Is, yeah. He actually is, so it works out. We can we can we can probably get the, we can probably get that going really if I want to reenact. You no, know, next time we're there, like maybe we're on the way to Midwest Gaming Classic, we reenact the, the pit fighter thing. Let's get a pallet. We'll have oh you on it. Um, I'm forklift certified you, too. If if that, your boss is in look that, that that should have been my Halloween costume. I should have hit up my boss and like, Dude, can, you just, <laughs> can you just drive me around the streets of Chicago through the dicker, <laughs> lifting me up? I'm flexing, and someone else can drive all behind me, throwing cash underneath it. <laughs> God. You and I, like Jay and I, will just follow you with like fake bricks of money and just throw them underneath it. And oh, I, yeah, I, well, I got I to have a crowd cheering me on, yelling that I'm totally correct. Too, correct. Yeah. No, this is this is this has to this I'll is. Get, a I'll get a rope in some hot girls. <laughs> we'll get it going. You know what we'll do? We'll just cosplay it for Midwest Gaming Classic. <laughs> oh somebody there might actually get it though. <laughs> and oh, it just makes it. Yeah, if they, nobody did that, that. They'd have to go home. They'd have to get a meet refund and go home. Awesome. If we're doing that, I'm dressing up as Sidewalk Jim. Yeah, that's right. We'll just get a oh, booth. Yeah. He, he's a motherfucker who took me out in the last run through. <laughs> did it with a knife, didn't fight, he? You have to fight him again right yep. before the final match. Well, he, he's vicious, man. He, he slammed a ton of motorcycles over my head. I'm starting to think we just get the booth. We rent a forklift, and this is the booth. We have the we have this table covering there, and then behind it is Robbie on a forklift pallet with a pile of money under him. Can we see if we can get Robbie stunt double in the background the whole time texting? Yes, just standing yeah, behind it, like scrolling on his phone is yeah. like iPhone five. Like I'm and I'm like yelling at him, like you're not studly enough. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> get good, Be bitch. More God, get more studly. Be more studly, you fucking guy in the vest. Yeah, come on, fast guy. I've never met in my life. <laughs> B-roll guy. All on, right. B-roll guy. Did you pick up anything? Um, 3.0, we got it. So well, yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. Yeah, sorry. So it's 3.0. Go ahead. 3.0. I, I tabled the Pinball Expo in Schaumburg, Illinois, That's like right. two weeks ago. I picked up a Bucky O'Hare manual off my buddy who was tabling across from me. I acquired a Comic Zone CIB in addition to the Bucky O'Hare NES manual. The, the dude is tabling across from me. Who also sold me my play choice then? Great guy. Just a local vendor that awesome. Give a shout out shout out to Angelo. He's always been solid. He always hooks me up with good prices and trades and everything. But he gave me a he gripped a, a comic zone CIB off someone else's table for seventy bucks. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of going great. But it had a key component in it that I've been looking for for years to make it hundred percent CIB, and that is a soundtrack C D that is usually missing from every copy on on planet earth yeah this is it's the killer cuts cd of the sega genesis is what it is the killer cuts because killer instinct came with a copy of a cd yeah and it's never with it it's never with it yeah but like this one has it but i think that cd alone sells for like 150 bucks sometimes it's it's the part everybody wants it's probably once, but he got it for a good price and he was like the the box wasn't even that nice like sun faded on one side and i was like I don't care. I want that thing. I'm taking the CD out and putting in my copy at home. Like we did a trade for like 120 ish credit. He just took shit off my table. Like that. Nice. You know, he could sell. We're golden. I have a perfectly CIB comic zone. 
it's just one of those things that like I cross off my list because it started getting too expensive and I was like, eh, I'm done caring about 100% CI being that game and kind of fell into my lap finally after like, you know, it's, it's just nice because I always table these conventions. I'm exhausted. I just sell fucking shit all day. I don't even, and sometimes I don't even pick anything up for myself and it's like kind of a bummer. Cause like at the end of the day, I'm still a collector. I still like all this stuff. But it's like not much I'm looking for anymore. So when I find something like that, that's like, you know, tickles my little collecting nerve. I'm like excited about it. Because yep. it's not feel like I get as much as I used to. And also the Bucky O'Hare manual is awesome because that was a organic thing too. So help me chip away at my uh, full NES manual set, which I've been kind of whittling away at. Slowly. One by one. 46 to go or whatever it is now. Oh my God, yeah, 46, 45 now? I got... I don't uh, know. No, bung, no bungholes ambition too. <laughs> manual in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well excellent sir anything else that's it man i think that is it all right that was the mustache king of chicago eight bit supremacy robbie coleman everybody Jay? Yep. We know how John feels about this game. Yep. That we do. We know how Ribby feels. We do. I'd like to know how you feel. I have a question. Yes. What is the <laughs> what is the lowest score the infographic will allow? <laughs> Actually <laughs> Is this relevant to anything or are you just curious? I'm just asking. Asking okay. for a friend. So the lowest possible score. We score from a 1.0 to a 5.0, with 5.0 being the best and 1.0 being the worst. I couldn't do a point, point 0.5. You just want like a black cube for your... Could you just omit my score? Fade to black. No, I... it No. <laughs> so 1.0 is the lowest <laughs> I can give it? Uh, yes, it, theoretically the 1.0 will be the lowest score possible. All right, well, I'm going to go with a 4.5. Okay, 4.5. No, I am not. I'm going with a 1.0. A 1.0 for Jay. I don't think, I I think I've been pretty vocal this entire episode. This game sucks. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard you say that yet. That's weird. There is nothing good about this game. There was way too many weird sexual innuendos in this game. The game is terrible. The ports are horrible. If if this game was, let's say the game is standing on the stage, just like it is now in the front of our camera. And yes. you're sitting over there in Sarah's seat. You're in the crowd of this game. Yeah. I think I know what you would do. I'd throw a motorcycle at it. No, you'd go. You suck. Yes. Or there's another thing I might do since this would be front and center, primarily on a stage. Get off the stage. That one's pretty accurate. <laughs> so you didn't like this game. No, this game is fucking trash. Which, which version did you play? Uh, both of them. Both of them? The Genesis and the Super Nintendo. The Sega Genesis? Oh, wait. Did I even play this? No, I did play Super Nintendo. You didn't play it. I did, too. Oh, maybe you did for about Yeah, I mashed five. on the buttons for about five seconds. I was like, this is fucking stupid. You, you're right. Yeah. Remember, we are grading. We are rating Sega Genesis version here, buddy. I know. That's why it luckily got a one. I was If, <laughs> if, we, were rating the, if we were rating the Super Nintendo, I literally would tell you that no. 
I'm no, just no. That so, would be my score. Would be no. So that's your whole rating. One point This game sucks. This game sucks. Okay. There's nothing redeeming about this game. Did you buy anything good lately? You play anything? No. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> you make me play Pit Fighter. It makes me not want to play The Last of Us. What's even, I'm scared it'll be like Pit Fighter. What's even worse? And I don't want to get down that rabbit hole right now of the of the whole nerding out thing that you primarily were doing on Sunday when we played this. I actually started bitching at you, and I'm like, I thought we were playing Pit Fighter. <laughs> like, I was pissed we weren't playing you were, Pit Fighter. You were all upset, like, I thought I came over here to play Pit Fighter, and you're over there doing all this stupid crap, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what you want to do, Jay? Yeah, and then we you, started playing Pit Fighter, go. and I'm like, why the fuck aren't we doing the stupid shit you yeah. wanted to do? Yeah, you got over there about five seconds later, you're like, I fucked up. Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> it's true. You were like, so adamant, like, I thought that's what we were doing. I came over here to fucking play Pit Fighter, let's fucking play some Pit Fighter. And I'm like, all right, buddy. If that's what you want, like, uh, go, go ahead. Worst idea it was ever. Poor, yeah. Poorly thought out and poorly executed. I'll give the humor portion on this game. This game, if this would have been made into a movie in the 80s, I, God, I wish it would have. I would probably love this movie. There It'd was be a cult classic movie. If this movie was made, it, it, even in the, if, if they made a movie off of this game when it first came out, it'd be fucking awesome. They did. It was called Bloodsport. Game, on the other hand, sucks. Okay. Is this on me now? Yeah, oh. I, I gave it my my one point shit score. What if I What if I told you I really enjoyed actually playing the Sega Genesis version of this game? Then I'll. What's uh? Hold on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I would do. I would give you a flying deadly double kick. <laughs> <laughs> you know then you'd look over at Sarah and go, "You're next." <laughs> Anyway, I'm kind of torn on this because, yes, and I do think this game overall sucks. Okay. I did actually enjoy playing this Genesis version with you because we had fun making fun of it. You're one of those people when you started like, this is dumb. I'm not fucking doing this anymore. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Like, okay, whatever. You know, like, yeah. I'll, I'll keep going and let's, let's see how fucking stupid we can make it. Right. And you just, you, you played about five seconds of the, the Super Nintendo version. You're like, that's it. Never fucking again. Never <laughs> nope. again. Like you drop the controller, like it's your fucking problem now, buddy. I'm. I don't even know what I was thinking, wanting to do this. My here, and Robbie and I talked about this a little bit earlier in the week. You could kind of tell some of his sentiment, and I we we share a little bit of sentiment in that. This was the game that when it came on there. I remember this game being at a at tilt here at the Genesee Valley Mall. I remember walking past it and just being like, "Oh my god, this looks amazing." Like, this looks so... I've never seen anything like it in an arcade game, right? Like, there was the holographic Sega game, and there was, uh, you know, Dragon's Lair and that kind of stuff. This just looked different. I was like, these are, like, real people. And I played it once, and I was like, well, that was a big mistake. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I got my ass beat. I lost all, you know, my 25 cents in about eight seconds or whatever. Good old Sidewalk Jim, uh, <laughs> you know, hit me with a shuriken, you know? He's, he's adept at throwing those... Chinese stars, whatever you call it, I forget whatever. Like Robbie was saying, you learn real quick to keep your quarter and pass that yeah, one. That's right. That's what he and I said. That's what I said. I said, you just kind of go, no, no, you're not getting me again, right? And then it, at that time in 90, right around that era, when that game came out, where, you know, that was, there were no other games like that, right? It, there, Street Fighter had not been released too. Street Fighter 2 had not been released yet. Mortal Kombat. When those games came out, it, it's like when the internet took over for the newspaper, where you're like, this used to be the best thing we had. We'd somebody'd have to write a story, we'd print it, we'd put it out, and you'd get it the next day. Yeah. And now it's 
This thing literally just happened on the other side of the world, and here's video of it happening, and I can see it and discuss it, whatever. That's the difference between Pit Fighter and something like more. You're like, I can no longer go back to getting my news from the newspaper. I can't spend my time playing Pit Fighter when all of these other options exist. I'm just, it's, it's not fair to me. It's a poor, poor decision. I thought about getting a newspaper subscription again. Yeah. Sunday paper, sit back, cup of coffee, just read the paper. But is it where you'd go to get your news? Oh, I probably wouldn't even read it. I'd just stare at it. <laughs> I'd really just use this line of the cat box and possibly stuff stuff in the ship, like shipping materials. It'd be great to have Actually, newspaper. Actually, I do get newspaper. You know what I use newspaper for? Starting fires. Start my grill. Yeah. I stuff on the bottom of my chimney. You and I haven't talked about that. We haven't talked about that, but that's what it's best for. Yes. You twist it up and you burn it. <laughs> there you go. Just like you should do with Pit Fighter. There you go. <laughs> now... That being said, I don't think I can grade this game at a 1.0. I don't think I can do it because... You can't grade a 0.5, I already asked. Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, there's all kinds of discussion going in the chat about how what grading system starts at 2, but it's not out of 10, it's out of 5. So I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere between 1.5 and 2 on this game. I did have fun playing it. The Genesis, but I did not have fun playing the Super Nintendo version. So the question I ask, though, is you, you, you made a comment when you said you did have fun. You had fun because we were talking shit about the game and joking about it. Right. If you were sitting there by yourself, what would you have rated this game? I wouldn't have played this game by myself. Touche salesman. <laughs> this is not a game I'd be like, you know what? My name is Robbie Coleman. I'm going to sit down and hunker down with a pit fighter. Play it for hours. I'm going to try and beat Sidewalk Jim in the... And a shiv. And the masked warrior. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't play this game by myself. It's it's definitely like Robbie said, like John even said, I think, too. Something you would be, it would be more enjoyable to do with a friend. Because you can sit there and go, look at how fucking dumb this is. You did it. You did it with Sidewalk Jim. This guy is in a pair of sweatpants and a tank top, and he's stabbing me. Why is there a car there? Like, it's, you know, we got fun out of it. Yeah. But it would not have been a good time if it had just been sitting, you sitting there going, you'd have gone, this is fucking stupid, which you did anyway, but it wasn't nearly as entertaining. <laughs> I'm giving it a two. I'm going to say 2.0. Did you have me at 1.5? I was half a point off on everybody. Did you have me at 1.5? I did. Yeah. I had Robbie at a 3.5. All right. I had John at a 1.5, and I had you at a 1.5. So that takes us to, oh, okay. Robbie says we got to call him back for one minute. He has a key piece of information that was left oh, out. Oh, good God. Sorry, I know this is annoying. Bad dudes. Fucking bad dudes. <laughs> Robbie Kilman, everybody. Yeah, I'm back. So we were talking about all this Mortal Kombat stuff. And we were talking about a whole episode devoted to Pit Fighter. Somehow, I made a glaring oversight about the fact that I play Mortal Kombat online literally almost every day on Fightcade. And my fucking handle is Pit Fighter. <laughs> That is true. Oh, yeah. My handle is Pit Fighter, and the moniker or the avatar is like two of the fucking executioner guys like punching each other or something. Wouldn't it have been better if you were playing Pit Fighter and your name was no. Mortal Kombat? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> that is true. But, then, is... but every once in a while, someone will message me because you can type messages to each other through the chat, and then be like, dude, that game sucks. I'm like, I know. It's, it's a joke. So like, do they you. They, they think I'm serious or something, but... That's it. 
That's all I want. I mean, yeah, I would have been kicking myself, tossing and turning all night. I can't believe I forgot, I to, forgot to tell him. <laughs> well, like, you can rest assured it'll be in the episode. Oh, yeah. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> all right. So that brings us to the Sashimi Z review. Pokes his head back around, huh? Yep. He's back. Yeah. All right. There was some, he had, had, he had to take a break. No problem. We understand. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what he has to say because I don't think he, uh, I don't know how, to, I don't know how he's going to react to this game. Buckle up. Okay. All right. Here we go. Sashimi Z's review of Pit Fighter. Pit Fighter is one of the first games to use digitized sprites, so it looks like a photorealistic representation of real life. Except, look at any single thing in the game and try to define what it is: the formless green goo of the victory money the vague brown shadow driving the forklift, or anyone's suggestion of a face. The disgusting smear of pixels might have the distinction of being the least distinct graphics of all time. A shitty game apologist like Robbie will probably (laughs) tell you that it's deliberately paced, and it's a simple game that's just misunderstood by people who don't put the time in to learn the basic mechanics. What an asshole. Pitfire blows, and I'm tired of looking at it. 1.5 out of 5. Wow. That's a serious review. Wow. Okay. I'm just going to set that to the side. (laughs) So, Jay, where would you say that you could go to play this game today? Hopefully nobody wants to know where. (laughs) The good news is nobody's listening. So, Touche. So you can still find it at arcades, of course. Yeah. Uh, you can, so play, you can play, play the arcade, arcade ROM as well through oh, an yeah, emulator. Oh, you can play the arcade ROM. I didn't even think right. about Which that. Which, if you're going to play this game, I would say is the best way to play it. The arcade's probably the least... Probably Obtrusive? Th- yes. So, God save your soul if you decide, but you can play it on the Super Nintendo. You can play it on the uh, Sega Genesis or the Mega Drive. Uh, you've got the Nintendo Game Boy. Let me tell you. That's a certified banger right there. You want to laugh, but I'm going to tell you what. I'd play the Game Boy for a thousand hours before I played 10 minutes of the Super Nintendo version of this game. That's true. You could play it on the Sega Master System. The Amiga. Let me tell you, that one was a gem, too. All of these microcomputers, the Amstrad, the Amiga, the ZX Spectrum you haven't mentioned, but all those. Yes. Those are some of the worst ports of this game. Oh, terrible. Like, terrible. I get from a playability perspective... And how it looks like, no, Super Nintendo's the worst because it's just, they could they could have done so much more. With those, yes. there's nothing more you could have done. They're just inherently bad because the platform in which they're on is so limited. Oh, yeah. They should have never been ported in the first place. But go ahead, I'm sorry. So you did say uh, the Amstrad. So yep. we've got the Atari ST. Yep. Uh, the Commodore 64, I think you said that one. Uh, MS-DOS. Yep. The ZX Spectrum and then the Atari Lynx. That's the ZX. Or ZX, I'm sorry. So the funny part about the Atari Lynx is... If you know the guy who's Pit Fighter on Fightcade, yeah. he owns a copy of this on the Lynx. I think I'd play it on the Lynx before I'd play it on... I'd play it on a piece of poop before I'd play it on the Super <laughs> the Nintendo. interesting part of it being on the Lynx, it is generally considered one of the better ports because they had the access to the original source code because yeah. the Lynx was an Atari console and this was an Atari game. And we did talk about that. We watched a video on it and we talked about the Lynx because the Lynx actually seemed the most 
the closest to it the actual. Cool. It looked yeah, especially for the platform. I mean, oh yeah, for the links, it so, would look great. What else? You, what else you got? Where else? Like, let's say you want to play it on a modern system. How would you be able to play this game today on something a bit more modern, maybe like optically, you know, optical drive based system? Well, you got Midway Arcade Treasures too, so you got that on the GameCube, the PlayStation Two, and the Xbox. The OG. Yes, you've got uh, Midway Arcade Treasures Deluxe Edition. You got that on Windows. Still Steam. Yeah. Right. And then you've got the Midway Arcade Origins, yes. which is also on Windows or Steam. Yep. There's and then you got the, the Tiger Electronics handheld. Still better than the fucking <laughs> Super Nintendo. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Did I miss any? You got one left. And there's an unreleased version. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. There's what an unreleased version of this game that exists. There was a prototype being developed for the Atari 7800. And I'm going to tell you, I'll put a link in the description of the show that takes you to the page about the Atari 7800 port of this game. It's not good. That video of that was fucked. It's, it's not good. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> it looked like a bunch of karate dudes having seizures. They look like a bunch of fuckheads. No, they're just fucked in the head because you are. <laughs> <laughs> or they are. I'm sorry. Yeah, not you are. That's okay. So anyway, so yeah, that's a little bit about where you could play the game now and, yes. and where you could find it. So let's talk a little bit about collecting. Then we'll discuss speed running and we'll wrap up. All right. We'll talk about four different versions of the game. Super Nintendo, Genesis Mega Drive, right? Yep. The Game Boy and the Lynx. We'll just talk a little bit about what, you know. Okay. This is a very accessible game. This is a very cheap game. Really? Okay? Hard to believe. I, it is. I'm Odd shocked. but true. <laughs> Super Nintendo loses to $6. Do not spend $6 on this game. $26 complete box. I'll give you that. You want to put this game on the shelf and never take it out of the box or buy a sealed one for $150? What would they go for? Do it. But don't play this game. Don't buy this game loose and put it on the shelf. And never put it in your Super Nintendo. Please if don't. If somebody offers you $6 for it, tell them you will give them $6 to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. How about you just keep it? And I don't want, I do not want it. So, Sega Genesis, $8 loose, $16 CIB, about $300 sealed. Game Boy, $10 loose, $65 complete, only because Game Boy boxes are inherently rare, difficult yeah. to find, and, and we're always thrown away. And sealed, I couldn't find any price on. Lynx, $12 loose, $14 CIB. $18 sealed. I might have to get me a sealed copy of Pit Fighter for the Lynx. need to start looking at Heritage Auction. Yeah, well, we'll get to that because guess what? Oh, hey. I'm going to do a little bit about the population report. So, sealed games, right? The population report of graded games for this, Super Nintendo, there is a grand total of one. There's one graded for the Super Nintendo. It was a 9.4 A+. And there have been two sales of said game. That game sold on Heritage Auctions July 12th, 2020. So good two plus years ago now. 360 bucks. Then in September of this year, that same game, because there's only one in the population report, yeah. right? Has to be the same one. $800 it sold for on eBay in September. I'm sure there, there are other sealed copies and there might be VGA sealed, you know, graded copies, but there's only one in the population report for Super Nintendo. And same with Genesis. Genesis only has one in its population report. It is a 9.2A. Now, there have never been any sealed graded sales of Sega Genesis Pit Fighter. A prototype did sell of this game for $312 just a few weeks ago on Heritage Auctions, which is cool. You know, prototypes are neat, even if yeah. it's a 
terrible, terrible game. So that's just a little bit about the collecting. Inherently a very accessible, cheap game you could add to your collection for anything but Super Nintendo because if I see it at your house, if I come over to your house and I see a copy of Pit Fighter, I'm going to take it, I'm going to smash it, and I'm going to tell you you're welcome. <laughs> for Super Nintendo. Jay, tell me a little bit about the speed running, which I think we all admire because I'm going to use the same joke I've used before. You have to admire somebody who looks at this game and goes, what's the fastest way possible I can get through this? How do I power through? So a uh, number of runners we had for speed running, we had 14. Total number of runs was 21. 21 too many. So uh, it, it, as far as the run type goes, it's any percent. It was basically just get from start to finish. That's all they cared about. Correct. So um, for the arcade, that was the top platform we had on here. That one was done by Janet. Yeah, just Janet. That's, That's kind it. of interesting. Uh, seven minutes and 26 seconds. Sega Genesis was done by Save State 2, the number two. Ten minutes and nine seconds. That's the one you have in your hand there. You know what that sound is? That's the sound of a Genesis case opening up. It's the sound of terrible escaping. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of terrible escaping, Super Nintendo. And that speed run was done by Sidewalk Jim. I'm <laughs> I had to do it. No, well, that's not what it says here. Does it? Hold on. Wait, no. I have no earthly idea how to even say this. I one. would say that's Yuri Salgadin. You're, uh, sure, that sounds good to me. Six minutes and 15 seconds. Yep. And then we've got... Which any, is the shortest of the five, spoiler alert. Thank God. Thank God, yeah. Okay. And then we got the Game Boy, which is done by Foriza. And that was yep. nine minutes and 44 seconds. Fioressa, maybe. I like my way better. I, whatever you like. Okay. No sidewalk gym, I'll tell you that. And if then 80% for the Sega Master System. Radman from Mars was yeah. the one that did that. 16 minutes and 45 seconds. It's a long time. Can you imagine playing this game for 16 minutes in a row? No. That's rough. No, not at all. Especially so. the Sega Master System copy, which I believe is a European PAL exclusive. I don't think that that it was not released as part of the it, North American. Yeah, you're right. It was yeah. European. So, yeah. but those are all, of course, from speedrun.com. Very good. Exciting. So I think it's time we wrap up. Thank God. So, Jay, where can the people listening to us now find us? We have a link tree. And? Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually link. <laughs> I screwed it up already. <laughs> it's linkter dot e e you mean forward slash lost joystick don't fix it leave it fucked <laughs> it's the best that this episode deserves it does link turd dot e e link turd e e forward slash lost joystick correct shout out to my homie valdor <laughs> big ups so we also have our regular social media of course lost joystick uh for instagram and twitter and then lost joystick network for facebook and the twitch and we still have our email, which nobody emails us, I don't think. Um, Just which people is, are trying to sell us stuff. Which is info at lostjoystickNetwork.com. Speaking of which, I am going to sideways here a little bit. I did forget, you and I need to do our dance-off. Yeah. For... Um, we, we got served, and we have not served back. No, we haven't. If somebody dances you and you don't dance back, they'll think you're weak. And he probably does. Jackson Cooler from... Uh, Two consoles too, too late. I almost forgot to say that. So, so we need to get back on there. So, with that, I will say, go out there, have fun, 
be safe, and be excellent to each other. And don't play Pit Fighter. You've been listening to LJN, the Lost Joystick Network.